2: This episode of Tags Podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. Your first order is free when you use our promo code TAGS, T A G S. Go to BlueChew.com. What's going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, AKA Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez. And on this episode, a little bit later, I'm really excited to talk to fellow podcasters from the Gayish podcast, Kyle and Mike. We're going to break it all down about their show and get into some hot gay sex topics. Can't wait for that. But while I have you here and now, I want to let you know that if you are in New York, October, Saturday, October 26th, just around the corner, we are shooting our TV pilot for Tag's podcast. That's right podcast is going to stay the same as always so no worries on that however we are shooting this tv pilot version of it it's going to look a lot like what you've seen in some of our live podcasts but with more sets and more just a lot of special guests and segments plus some fun giveaways we'll have wine and beer for you so if you are in new york you live in new york or you're visiting new york we'd love to have you in our studio audience it's saturday october 26th you can go to tagspodcast.com where you can see the invite or you can just rsvp find out more information by emailing me steve at talkaboutgaysex.com It is Saturday, October 26th from 1230 to 530, or you can come for just a part of it. Super excited about that. Uh, Visit our website, TagsPodcast.com, for all information, show notes, and more. And don't forget, there's a link to our Patreon page to support us with extra special sexy perks. Well, let's get into today's show. It is my conversation with fellow podcasters from the Gayish Podcast. Kyle Getz and Mike Johnson, well, really excited today to talk to my guests, who fellow podcasters actually they host the gayish podcast, Kyle Getz and Mike Johnson. How the heck are you guys
3: doing amazing and very happy to be here. great, thank you, although the Prosecco is helping
2: yeah, oh cool oh, oh good to know um it's I have got my uh cocktail here too, so we are on the same mindset. I love it um. <laughs> For people that don't know, you guys, uh, the Gayish podcast was nominated for Best LGBT Podcast by the Podcast Awards two years in a row. Um, okay. gay, gayish bridges the gap between sexuality and actuality. I like that. Mike and Kyle talk about gay stereotypes they fit into, ones they don't, and everything in between. Let's get into the in-between. Um <laughs> <laughs> how did this all begin are you guys like best friends of all, of all times or what the hell
4: so first thing right out of the gate is this a cussing podcast
2: yes of course it is <laughs> okay, <great>. drinking cussing <laughs> all the above naked if you want i'm okay. all for it
4: i mean yeah we're both we're both ripped and naked yep. just so yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, wow. don't check on
4: that <laughs> don't don't look into that too much
2: <laughs> no, worries, no worries. great great
4: uh, yeah, so Kyle and I have known each other for about 11 years. We worked together at Microsoft and have just sort of been friends forever. And then here about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now, we have got the idea to start a podcast. And, and we we did it. And here we are.
3: Yeah, we um <laughs> we talked often about like not feeling like we fit in with the, the gay stereotypes. And whenever we would talk about it, I would think it was funny and enjoyable. So I thought maybe other people will too. Um, I don't know if I would say Mike is my best friend. I kind of like hang that over his head to try to get him to work harder for it. But that's a different thing.
4: And I remind Kyle, he has no other friends. So I have to be his best friend just by definition. <laughs>
3: that's true.
2: I love it. I love it. Well, here at Tag's Podcast, uh, my, one of my co-hosts, Jeremy, is one of my best friends. And, you know, obviously we get a lot of inspiration for the Um, just going out and about here in New York, and I would imagine, uh, you know, inspiration for the show, I would imagine when you do hang out, uh, do you guys get a lot of, you know, topics, rolling ideas off each other, or or how does that work?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, we get partly just, yeah, our experiences and the things that we think are going to be interesting to talk about, Uh, sometimes it's from the audience, Um, we do uh, the gayest and straightest thing about us at the end of every show, which is, um, you know, what happens to us that week. So that's always, you know, based on something we've done often together.
2: What was the gayest thing you guys did this week?
3: I was uh, in the car driving over here to Mike's place, right? And uh, there was this guy who was like in the wrong lane and trying to like get in front of me. And usually I would not like, I'd be like, nope, I'm right and you're wrong. So you have to go behind me. Um, and he was really hot though. So I let him cut in front of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that. Oh, it almost sounds like. You could have had the straightest like, road rage if you wanted to, but uh, yes, you yes. kind of went the gay route. Could, yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> I went the gay route, and I don't know in my head why. I I was just like, you're attractive. You get to go ahead of me. Like, I don't That's, <laughs> But I don't know. I didn't know if I was like expecting him to stop and be like, great, come on in and suck my dick. And I'd be like, cool. But... <laughs>
2: I love it. Mike, what was yours? Uh,
4: So the straightest thing about me this week, um, I was at the Kansas. I like how you start with the straightest thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. uh, I I went to the Kansas City Renaissance Fair um, last weekend and um, got mistaken for a straight dude just because it was what I was wearing or how I was carrying myself. I don't know. But this uh, this this woman who was an actress for one of the shows there. Uh, was trying to get my attention, like she was. She was flirting with me hard, so that I would come to their show. And I just that was that was pretty great. So being mistaken for a straight guy was my straightest thing. The uh, the, the gayest thing about me this week. Um, do you watch the show Big Mouth? You know the cartoon Big Mouth.
2: Oh no! So Should I be watching? I it? I
4: think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Okay. And gay rep-
3: representation there,
4: there. There's there's gay representation there too. And I'm writing the note. Good. Perfect. <laughs> uh, in season three, uh, there is an episode where the only gay kid at the school. Uh, ends up having his first like intimate encounter with another boy, and I thought they handled it really well and I was just like uh, on the couch watching this cartoon about about gay kids and crying like it was <laughs> it was really sweet,
2: I liked it, oh nice, I like that I think the gayest thing i did I can't believe I'm admitting <laughs> this, but I was switching channels and an old Wonder Woman episode was on <laughs> and I had to watch it up until the point when she does the spin because I'm obsessed with the spin. And yeah, <laughs> had to be. And I used to pretend like I was her back in the day, of course, like a lot of us.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, Linda, Linda um, Carter,
2: right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: Wife of Jimmy Carter. Uh,
2: <laughs> not. No. Oh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Um, Okay, so I was going over some of your episodes, and well, the one that I, of course, had to jump all over was mm. an episode you did on rimming. Oh, wow. And I was laughing and, and learned a lot. And <laughs> one of the things you guys get really in depth on a lot of your episodes, just like right? rimming. You get, Exactly. Exactly. I, I definitely learned a lot. How did you get into that? Why did you do that episode for rimming? Because I never got to the part. Do you guys both like rimming, or you like to get rimmed?
3: I well, if it, Kyle here, <laughs> mostly bottom. Nice to meet everyone. So like, it'd be more often that I would get rimmed, and I don't like. It's one of those things. If you if that's fun for you, cool, do it. Um, but it's not like it's not a constant in like every hookup I have. So I'm kind of like indifferent. Like you can get in there if you need to. But every now and then, I have like uh, just I just need to like like motorboat an ass. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's rare, but sometimes it happens. Hmm.
2: I I love that. And
4: you, uh, Mike. Well, so I, I despite being out for. 11 years i uh, have lived a relatively sheltered sex life um i was with my ex-husband for most of the time that i've been out the lion's share of the time that i've
2: been out
3: so you met him at your divorce party yes so <laughs> like literally
2: the. okay end- back up back up <laughs> <laughs> let's just start from square one here yeah. and not Fair. gloss over this Fair. okay so you're with this guy for how long uh eight years total You guys were married.
4: Yes. Yeah. So I've been married twice. I was married to a woman for a woman for five years and I was married to a man for eight or well, we were married for four or five, but we were together for eight years. So basically I spent 15 years of my life with two people in monogamous marriages. So um, now that I'm single again, have been for a couple of years now um I'm sort of branching out and exploring. And so I have a I have a sort of recent newfound appreciation for getting rimmed and um I've been I've been really enjoying
2: it. And who did you meet at the divorce party? what was that? Oh well okay so
3: divorce party for from his first marriage from his now okay, got from the
2: woman female. Yes, got the
3: female then just right away, jumped on the next duty. Sorry, <laughs> dimini- really diminishing your relationship. But went right into the next one by meeting his now ex-husband at the divorce party from the ex-wife.
2: Yep. Wow. But I mean, it worked, obviously, right? Because you. It you worked know, for you...
3: a little bit. Sorry, I'm answering for Mike. I, I should <laughs> <Okay>. let Mike. <laughs>
2: thanks, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, no problem.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm real good at getting married. Real good at getting divorced, too. So we'll
2: see. Got it. Well, one of the things that I was laughing... Who's the germaphobe? Is that you, Mike? Um, Not a germaphobe, no. I mean, I do... I thought somebody
3: you, said... I think you... I don't... I'm not... Yeah. I if Between you and me, you're more worried about things, I would say.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I'm... I, I wouldn't call myself a germaphobe, like in general, like I, it doesn't, I'm not a hand washer. I'm not obsessive that way. Like I wash my hands. Fuck you, Kyle. I just, I mean, like I don't do it obsessively. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to rimming, like I definitely, I'm afraid of poop. That's for damn sure. And, um, so I Mm -hmm. like, I either have to be really, really clean myself in order to relax and enjoy somebody doing that to me. And if I'm going to do it to somebody else, like, they damn well better have showered in the last 15 minutes
3: and <laughs> be ready for it. It's good to do like the butt plug or dildo test before you rim someone. So just like, you know, you just put something in, pull it out. It's like the,
2: like a dipstick,
3: <laughs> like a dipstick. Yeah. You're like, well, what do we got going on here? How high is the, how high is the water in here? Like what, if it comes back clean, that's you
2: great. You, you know, we have this doctor, um, Dr. Goldstein, he's a proctologist and he also recommends using, butt plug for people that want to start arming, or you know if you want to have a bigger size he is all about that so it's but also good for the test as well just to see are we clean today or not and so I totally agree with that um you guys also talk about more serious things on the show too so in that episode wait wait wait. yeah, yeah you didn't tell us how you feel about rimming oh (laughs) <laughs> um because it's my show no, <laughs> you can ask me when i'm on your show you next week. no no um, i actually no i i do um like to get rimmed i would say and for sure i mean it's uh, you guys were talking about on your show um I, you even mentioned i think it was kyle that women i mean even women that don't have a prostate there's all these sensitive nerves up there mm-hmm. so i mean yeah in general i agree with you guys on that and who doesn't really like that? Yeah. Um, and my co-host, I wish he was here today because he's a major all about the ass. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I'll just read a couple of things that he says that he looks for in remming. He enjoys uh, spanking, biting, chewing, kissing, shaking big ass. Um, his favorite part of an ass is the cheeks. He really loves like that big, you know but he loves a guy's ass and panties, thongs, and jocks. Um, interesting. Um, he likes rimming in public, loves guys that can twerk. He prefers that they're smooth, and the, like I said, the bigger is better. So that's Jeremy Ross Lopez's take on that. Um, any of those resonate with you guys? Um,
4: I didn't realize how into jocks a lot of dudes were until i started wearing one from time to time and like i have a newfound appreciation for that like you can, you can grab onto them and use them like for leverage and it's like a frame
3: yeah. for your ass <laughs> yeah.
2: absolutely absolutely yeah we have um in town there's a few pop-up uh not pop-up but just nights that they do jockstrap parties and they're for obvious reasons are very popular mm-hmm. And oftentimes people will wear at the leather party at one of them, they'll wear a harness so you can grab the harness and the jock at the same time. So Mike, you would be in heaven for that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm,
4: I'm, I'm anticipating when I can try that next.
3: It's like luggage yeah. with two handles on either side. You can, <laughs> you can pick it up from anywhere.
2: Yeah. And I get, and and to answer yes, I do once in a while, like to eat ass. Um, but like you guys, I mean, for me, I, I like it clean, and that's just the way I like it. You know, a shower helps, but I was listening to your show and laughing because you guys talked about every type that people like, and sometimes people you know are into not being so clean too, which yeah. good for them I guess um so but going on to more serious subjects, you guys do talk often about like on that episode how oral sex and rimming, I think one of the things you were talking about has been linked to throat cancer mm-hmm. and then trans- through the transmission of HPV. And I think that's good. Is, was that like a concerted effort to, you know, throw in fun, your own takes on sex and then go into, you know, helping people out on what they can expect from some of this stuff. We
4: try really hard to research our topics and provide our, our audience with that information with the big old caveat that like, we are not doctors. You should not listen to us. Like talk, talk to your GP. If you have questions, listen to us, just (laughs) not
3: as like your definitive source on. Yeah. I think we, we try to talk about, Funny, uplifting things, but also then like we want people to know the information, like, uh, like do what you want. Also just know for everything you do, what you're getting into, what the risks are and how to combat them. Like, you know, we try to do combination of serious and funny and interesting
2: which makes it engaging. I like that. I like that. Um scrolling through a lot of your topics, I definitely wanted to talk tonight about strippers because we recently we've done several shows on strippers. We've had go-go boys on our show before and I personally am a big fan of them. At lap dancers, my co-host likes looking at them but would never have a lap dance. Talking about my co-host Jeremy, um but in your title alone, you said strippers, and I'm, it says one of you wants to get together with one, and the other one can't stand them. <laughs> so who out of the two of you, Mike and Kyle, is into them, and who can't Ooh, stand Ooh, do you them? have a guess? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess that Kyle, at, at least at the time, wanted to get together with one, and you, Mike... Um,
3: I can't stand that, that No, that oh, no. No, you're not, but that's because like very understandable. Oh, no, no, but like that's what you would expect out of the way we talk, so it's interesting like the different things. Yeah, I have a 50/50 you, chance yeah, that I got it wrong. No, I can't it. You, made, you made the guess I think most people would just based on knowing us. Okay. And it's just interesting the different things that make us uncomfortable or the things we like. So, um I feel very uncomfortable with strippers and go-go boys. I like have I, it it just doesn't feel comfortable to me. me. I feel awkward. I'm like, I'm paying you to be hot and do things. I don't know. It just, there's something about it that makes me very uncomfortable and it's definitely my, I don't know what it is about me, but it's my issues, not theirs, but I, mm. there's even like this new coffee bar that started close to my place uh, in Seattle and it's hot guy coffee, like shirtless coffee dudes. It's like the,
2: that is so funny that you mentioned that because I saw, I forgot, you guys are based in Seattle. Yeah. Seattle, a city that I'm dying to go to. And being from San Francisco originally, I can't believe I never made my way up there, but I won't get out there. Um, and I just read about this yes. cafe and I was thinking, wow, do we, re-? I mean, I'm all about the shirtless. I am a former go-go boy back in the day in the nineties in San Francisco and I love a good shirtless guy, but not sure I need it for my barista (laughs) guy. It is
3: like a weird, yeah, so I would never go there because that's like a similar thing of like, I'm trying not to objectify you, but that's kind of the point. And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like this uncomfortable.
2: Maybe it's maybe because Seattle, you guys get away with it because you guys are thought of as the creators practically of coffee and and the whole barista movement. So maybe it's like we have to, we have to reinvent this thing somehow. Take it off the shirts. <laughs> well, I also
4: I think it's really interesting that that location was a bikini barista yeah. and it was not doing very well. And I think somebody did the math and realized wow. it's in the gayberhood. Maybe you were barking up the wrong. Yep. Tree. yep and so i they, went
3: there once but bef- it, it's been several different coffee places i went there when it was a bikini bar or like coffee place and did not realize that and i was like okay like that's cool you're wearing fishnets and like whatever like you do you and then why does this coffee cost eight dollars and it was like oh right oh, oh, oh. and, and then i pieced it together later it's
2: it's so on left field. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's its shtick. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I mean, most people are running to work to get their coffee and I mean, it's, I getting it's cold just, do we really need
3: Seattle? So like, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing for, they're going to be
2: cranking those heaters up. I bet <laughs> <laughs> putting the space heaters in there. Um, okay. So Mike, um, have you, at least during that episode, I think you guys are doing a live podcast in new Orleans which I want to talk about some of your live shows in a minute. But Mike, did you ever get together with a dancer? And, and what's the allure? Well, f- first of all, I, I love Go-Go
4: Boys and and, and and strippers. And I think it's because I realized that it's transactional. Like if they're showing up and they're offering what they're offering in exchange for money and I have it, then everything's fine. It's It's above the board. And I have no... Illusions that it's going anywhere more than where those things tend to go, right? Which is like, here's some money, and then they rub on you or they show you their dick or whatever. And uh, I just, I really enjoy that. And part of it is because I, I kind of have control issues when it comes to sex. Like, a lot of my um, problems that I have in the bedroom are related to the unpredictability of it. Like, I have a, a hard time staying in the moment
2: and really... You have
3: a soft time. And... <laughs> Kyle, thanks Kyle.
2: <laughs> Are you saying you have ADD in the bedroom? <laughs> <No, I'll, I'll, laughs> Staying focused? Guess, yes, but it's it's more
4: of a... Um, I mean, I, I do have ADD and I'm medicated for it. I, I mean more <laughs> I mean more in the, like, it's very difficult for me to stay present, that I start to have a panic attack. And that's almost always because when you're interacting with another person who has their wants and needs and they're expressing it, uh, it it really... Uh, it, it It's it scares me and some part of me starts to panic and then I'm not having fun anymore because I'm up in my head instead of in my body enjoying it. And the, the thing with go-go boys and strippers, like the, you, those fears don't exist. That's, it's a very controlled environment and uh, I also can, I can stop it at any time and there's no real expectation that they need anything from me other than my money. And I realize now I kind of sound like a psychopath when I'm explaining it, but like that's
2: (laughs) no, no, I I get it. And I also like the idea that, you know what you're going to expect. And and it certainly sounds like you approach the strippers, go, go boys with the right attitude, which i say, I can actually speak as a former go, go boy. That is what you're entertaining and it's fun and it's meant to be fun and entertainment and entice. And, you know, within those boundaries. And I think that sounds good, right? Everybody knows what they're getting. And that's nice. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And I I make deposits in my spank bank for later. And it's fantastic.
2: Friend of mine has a movie out. He was on the show, all male, all nude Johnson's. And Kyle, you might like watching this documentary. It's now available on all platforms. You can rent it. And it's about a go-go bar in Fort Lauderdale or the Wilton Manor area. And they follow all these dancers and gives you sort of an inside look at their lives. So we're, you know, the cliche you might just think mm-hmm. they're up to no good and just kind of taking our money. It really, he really, everybody has a different story why they got into it, how they make their money, and it, if nothing else, it's it, it's fun to look at the board, the guys. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend oh, that. Nice. So I think I got it wrong. The live episode you did in New Orleans was about yeah, sure was and. Yes. <laughs> What You titled the show, like, what did, what did you guys learn, I think, is what you titled it. And what did you guys learn about Poppers?
4: Well, so when we're, when, we're, when we're planning our episodes, Kyle and I want to... Let me back up. Authenticity is really important to us. We want to show all of the good, the bad, and the ugly about being gay uh when we have when somebody pitches an idea for an episode if either of us or both are uncomfortable with the idea like make that grimace face of like mm, i don't know if i want to broach that subject or not we're more likely to do it there's this sort of like a, oh, agreement cool. that if there's if there's discomfort involved then we're going to we're going to explore it and so when it comes to poppers i i, I look around at the, the the other gays in my life, my friends. And it's a thing. Like poppers get used and everybody has them. And I had only ever done them once before. My ex-husband and I had done them. And I just got an immediate horrible ass headache from them. And I said, fuck it, never again, just not for me. And so this was years later doing this episode of revisiting it potentially. Like maybe it's time for me to retry them and re-experience them and see what it's all about and so that's that 's what we did. We just happened to do it in front of a live audience <laughs> because we were at this festival. Um, so wow. for the second time in my life, I did poppers in front of a room full of people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And you know most people do them um, obviously in be- in the bedroom or when they're about to have sex. I'm assuming you didn't have sex on stage, but we but, sure wanted to. Um, I sure turned
3: bright. R- I turned uh, bright red <laughs> though,
2: and people were like worried for me. Yeah, <laughs>
3: when we like we try to like each of us brings on our show brings uh, a couple different segments, whether that's data or personal stories, news stories, and to like we're going to do poppers by the end of it. We had tried all these different kinds. And by the end of it, we're trying to like talk about, see here's the history of poppers while I'm like dizzy and also horny. Like it's, it, was, <laughs> it was weird wow. in front of a live audience. Yeah.
2: That is very brave. I'm not sure I could do that. Not knowing how I would react to them. Um, Kyle, have you always been into them or, yeah. or how, what's your Yeah. Deal yeah.
3: But, but mostly for the, no, like always for sex. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've always used them for that. Uh, the, people especially in the um where we were in the conference we were at like all the people there do them like socially and I feel very like because I associate them with sex it's very weird to like to me to be out at a club and doing poppers because I'm like uh, are we all going to have an orgy now like it's just so (laughs) associated with sex to me yeah
2: yeah I've seen people do them at at clubs as well in fact uh, one time I was out and a guy that like just jammed it in my <laughs> face and it was like okay that was like so crazy and I, I never understand that either but um, well yeah.
4: and jamming them in somebody's face is not really smart because they they, can, they <laughs> no. don't mix well with Viagra like it could kill a person if they're taking Viagra so
2: yeah don't. if
3: you're not checking first of like <laughs> what have you done what's going on.
2: Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Blue Chew. And when we come back, more fun, open dialogue with the guys over at the Gayish Podcast. Hey, it's your buddy Steve Rodriguez here. If you haven't tried Blue Chew yet, what are you waiting for? I've got a great offer for you on your first order. It's free. That's right, free. With Blue Chew, you can last longer and go extra rounds with added confidence when you're with your boy, your partner, or that sexy guy you're about to meet on the apps. Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, can be taken on a full or empty stomach, and best part, it's all sent directly to you in discreet packaging. I love the little packets it comes in that I pop in my pocket when I head out at night, because you never know. The online consult is free by a Blue Chew-affiliated physician, and if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. So again, what are you waiting for, I ask? Your first order is free. Just pay for the $5 shipping. Go to bluechew.com and use promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Chew it and do it. You just tuned in. I'm talking to Kyle Getz and Mike Johnson. They are the duo for the Gayish Podcast. You guys are out in Seattle. And one, one of the question I wanted to ask was, because we did it, was about porn consumption. And so we did a poll on our Patreon page. There's a show on CNN with Lisa Ling, This Is Life, and... She was talking about how kids these days, obviously, with, you know, their phones and devices are seeing porn as early as eight years old and how it's really uh, affecting their, yeah, and how it's really affecting their, how they approach sex. But it got me thinking, and why we did our version of it, is do you think your addicted to porn or have you ever thought that porn may may or may not have affected your sex life in a good or a bad way? We're a couple of the questions. So, I mean, I'm asking you guys, how do you feel about okay, porn? I- in your
3: i listened mind. to this um and then like even when checked out the poll on your page because i like had a lot of strong feelings when you were talking about that also side note though i also listened to you talk about the insights button on scruff which i did not know was there so thank you for that tidbit I'm, this oh is gonna, cool.
2: yeah that was lincoln that brought that it's up change my Scruff we'll,
3: experience immensely
2: i'll reference that yeah we were i think we were talking about could you rate what yeah. if you could rate the last hookup yeah. on the apps mm-hmm. like scruff and my co-host uh, yeah. of the Lincoln had said that there's actually, if you turn it on, on your app, people can see things. There's a, like a pie chart on your rate of response yeah. and so on and so forth. So yeah. good. I'm glad. I, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that either. Um,
3: but anyway, that back to the, yeah. So I, when I was thinking about that in your question um, I, I, I think porn for me Does cross the line sometimes into like, it's a coping mechanism for me at times. Like just like drinking can be just like weed can be of like, I want to escape. And, and that's can be a good thing. But if it's like, for at least for me, if it's too much, then that's a sign of like, I don't want to be here in this moment right now. So I'm trying to like escape that. And so I think that's where it it becomes a negative for me.
2: And have you ever, because we were also talking about, has it ever affected, your how you approach sex because I think in the show at least in the show what they were alluding to is that you know you see all these images of a certain type of body a certain dick size so on and so forth and is it or is it not attainable when you actually go out for your own sex yeah Yeah, I
3: think that's the biggest challenge for me is like well I mean a a good thing is you get to learn about a lot of different things you wouldn't have like hey who would have known I was like really into like gangbangs in a dirty club like hey now i know that that's cool but yeah i think at the same time um especially you're saying like when you learn through porn what gay sex is no one's going to tell you about that in school um so if that's where you're learning it then yeah you do have this fucked up image of what does being attractive look like what does your body look like what should your dick look like how easy should it be to just like take a dick um so i definitely think that does have a i, I think i'm old enough now to know that that's not true and kind of know it is what it is.
2: How about you,
4: Mike? Well, we already talked about my control issues. And, <laughs> and the, the, the thing about porn is like, <laughs> you can start it, you can stop it. What else? Can yeah, you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I always have an orgasm, right? And the same cannot be said for my sexual encounters. Like I've had a lot of bad sex and it's all because I'm fucked up mostly. But but like, uh, well, that and I was on an entity. <laughs>
2: Not fucked up that <laughs> night. <but. laughs>
4: I, I was also on an antidepressant for a really long time, which I've, I've been off of it for a few months now, and I'm realizing that that, like, that totally killed my sex drive more than I realized. Because now that I've been off of it, I'm interested in sex more and having more sex, and it's my my experiences are are of higher quality, or I'm having more fun. So, um, take a, take some of this with a, with a grain of salt. But I, I did wonder for a really long time if the fact that I could watch porn and get myself off, or I could go through the work of hooking up and then maybe not get off because I have all of these issues with, with sex, then it, yeah, porn becomes really attractive in a thing. I, in a, in a, I think unhealthy way. Um, so I, I, I've gone back and forth with this on, on whether I think that it's a problem or not, or uh, healthy for me or not.
2: I agree. I'm with you too. That And I also think when you're with somebody, if you're dating somebody or certainly in a relationship, I've noticed definitely my porn consumption is reduced because I want to try and have more, you know, I don't want to be consumed by all these other guys. Not that, you know, we're still breathing, so obviously you can look, but I do think that it reduces definitely when I'm in a relationship. And and then I try and control it a little bit more because I work from home, so you can imagine (laughs) it's that much easier to just... 3, three o'clock you know yeah. <laughs> I mean no one's lurking over my shoulders to see although my co-host managed to turn it on at his work uh, for a minute and I said oh no that wouldn't work for me because if I'm turning it on then I want to jerk off and you can't jerk off there so I would have yeah, blue yep. balls yeah. I mean that's just I, how it I work, work from yeah. home also and so. it's like clockwork now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have to. Be, okay, oh, clockwork as to when you know when you're going to turn it yeah, on. Sure,
4: yeah. T- take a take a break at yeah. noon, have a sandwich, jerk off, go back to work. Like, and it's <laughs> all here in the comfort of my living room.
2: <laughs> Good for you, and you're your own boss. You can do it. I guess <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly. great. Um, on a recent show, you guys, I I think it was Kyle, you were giving us the latest on a new drug that will come out by Gilead that the makers of prep that will soon it's supposed to have less side effects apparently. And you and I, all three of us know that of, of course they're going to be hiking up the, they're weeding us off of prep, but trying to get us over cause they're trying to make more money essentially was your point. Correct.
3: Yeah. that I mean, that was the kind of the guess. We don't know the inner works, but I, I, I have very, negative feelings about Gilead just because of the amount they charge, what they're doing, like the the privatization of, uh, HIV prevention uh, that, yeah. So I think it's a money grab.
4: Just a quick correction sort of the, uh, so PrEP is a category of drug. It stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis of which only one drug has been approved by the FDA and that's Gilead's Truvada. Yeah. So Truvada is one example of PrEP. And now there will be another one that was just approved two weeks ago by the FDA. That's Discovi So then there will be two drugs on the market approved for use as PrEP. And that's kind of shady the way that this second drug has been approved and is being marketed. And Gilead's tactics for getting people off of Truvada and onto Descovy even if that's not necessarily a better drug for them, yeah. uh, it, it is going to be better for Gilead because they're going to continue to make more money because Truvada is going generic next year. And it'll be insanely cheap to
2: make and and purchase um, Truvada. Which may make sense as to, I think it was earlier this week, uh, in California, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, Governor Gavin Newsom he signed a bill that will make pe- uh, prep and pep uh, free for anybody that you know needs it and wants it. And according to you know, with what you're saying, it would make s- if if the makers Gilead are trying to you know move on to their new moneymaker. Why not just you know let let pe- you know the governor sign something like that, give it away for free? Correct?
3: Yeah,
4: but yeah. It's although still I mean, a good thing,
2: I think. But- yeah.
4: Yeah, ultimately it's good. I mean, obviously some prep is better than no prep, right? Like yeah. that's not, let's not mince words there. If we're HIV prevention has, has been a miracle for the gay male community and California might be giving it away for free, but I guarantee it's because the government of the state of California is paying Gilead a fuck ton of money for those pills to give them away.
3: That's the thing about the, um, they, they have those like kind of discount cards if you, uh, if your insurance doesn't cover it and, Again, like, I I haven't heard this stated directly by them, so this is my assumption about what they're doing. It seems like they want the end consumer to feel the least amount of pain in terms of the price so that we don't complain. And the um, insurance, they get to bill, like, I mean, this is the fucked up part about our healthcare system, but they get to charge insurance for a shit ton of money. Um, So, but people don't always see that, like you don't see that cost structure. So if you don't, if the end consumer doesn't pay a lot for it, they're like, cool, this is pretty cheap. Good job, Gilead. You're doing great things when behind the scenes, you know, there's more going on.
2: On one of the episodes, I just wanted to talk a little bit about you guys. were. I think it was the rimming episode. And we talk a lot about this on our show, STIs and obviously it's related a little bit to PrEP because, as we know, even though doctors recommend condom usage, people aren't necessarily using condoms, which is leading to extreme high rates of STIs. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys talked a lot about it on your show as well. Shouldn't we all be able to get like a in-home STI kit to kind of mm-hmm. use on our own? And it would be great. I found one that is coming out soon that essentially you would be able to swab your mouth and your anus area speaking of rimming use a different think swab is...
4: kids use a different swab <laughs>
2: okay well yeah but <laughs> i finally found them because i think i was just real quick i was looking up a couple of them and they're quite expensive and many of the ones you would buy at cbs are like you know 200 dollars, or very specific to they're just testing chlamydia or they're just testing syphilis and I found this new one that's going to come out, Nurx, and I'll look more into it. And you are X, and on this one, it was if you, with your insurance, you could get it for say seventy five dollars, but it was comprehensive and included the swabbing of anal and. Or, okay, go. So, what are your thoughts on all of that?
3: <laughs> I think there's so many things that just need to be free. perhaps should be given out on the street corner to anyone who wants it. Like, we should be encouraging everyone to get STI tests all the time, and those should be as free as possible. Birth control, uh, pregnancy tests—like, so many things just should be given away. So, that, like that—that's awesome that there's an advancement in the ability and access to uh, STI testing. And and you know, it's it is a uncomfortable topic because of our society's hatred of sex. So to make it more accessible, like do it at your home, do it in your in the privacy of your home instead of having to make an appointment, I think is really a really good thing.
2: I agree. And, and in one sense, I mean, I go, you know, all summer long, there was all sorts of gay prides and festivals, gay festivals here and there. And so many of them, I've seen it certainly in like West Hollywood during the week. If you're going out there, you'll see pop up, testing STI sites and I think those that kind of messaging and getting it out there because if you just relied on your doctor and for me like I have a straight doctor and you really just all you're required to do is every three months go in get your HIV test and if you want get the STI check too but three months you know you could have had gotten several STIs (laughs) and the rates really seem to be going up wouldn't you agree currently and in some part
4: part of the problem there is like prep prep works but it it's preventing hiv like it's not magic you can still get all kinds of other stis so like sure barebacking you're not going to get hiv but what about all the other shit like let's not forget that there are other things out there that can really make your life shitty um and I, I think that, that guys have this in their head and the, for good reason, the gay community fears HIV AIDS because it decimated an entire generation of gay men, but that it's not the only thing. And sure we have that one thing under control now, but still like use your head
2: like, <laughs> practice. Safer no, right. Gay men, we like to eat ass. We like to suck dick and it can live in there often with no s- symptoms yeah, that's And the we just and what he but what he did say is, if you do get one of those, all you, you need to tell your partners, because all you're going to do is keep giving the virus back to each other. And it's just going to keep this thing going on. And it's hor- horrific to think of that. But it's true.
4: All gay people need to know your doctor might be an idiot. Like do do what your doctor <laughs> says, but advocate for yourself and let them know and it might be uncomfortable, but let them know like you take dicks in the ass, yeah. you take dicks down your throat. They need to not do the standard things that they would do with straight people. You're a gay man and your health is different and they need to take that into consideration. But be, be your own advocate and be open and honest about that. If you want to get the health care that you need to survive as a gay
2: person in this world. Awesome. Awesome. Well, OK, before I let you guys go, you guys talk about a lot of fun stuff, too, on your show. Um, the Gayish Podcast. Um, one of them recently... I was had a bone to pick because it was all about Britney. Oh god, Britney Spears. Bring it on. And maybe I'm just a little older than you guys, but I'm totally a Madonna fan and <laughs> you guys were talking about what makes a diva and why you know, why Britney should win these various awards that she's collected throughout her career and I was laughing at it all. Um, are both of you Britney Spears fans? No,
3: just, just <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, that's a hard no. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love her. I'm obsessed with her. She's the greatest thing ever.
2: Got it. Do you, know, I'm assuming, do you like Madonna or is an your, no, not into her. I
3: mean, I, I don't have, I'm fine with her. I don't like, yeah, I don't have the like love that I know that you and, um, but although you I know would, I was
2: going to bring that up, <laughs> I,
3: yeah, I, as soon as I started hearing you talk about Madonna, I was like, well, this but what I really liked about when you talked about it is, um, you, the, I think the problem, especially in the gay community is when people say, if you don't like Madonna, you're a bad gay. If you don't like Liza Manel, you're a bad gay. And you didn't, you know, you talked about lover yeah. or hater. Her. Also, here's the arch she's doing. Like when you were talking about her concert, I wouldn't have thought about it before, but I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool.
2: Take your pants it off. Really I'll show is. you how good at being gay I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: It has nothing to do with who you listen to.
2: You guys are based in Seattle. How would you, if I wanted to go out, you guys were taking me out, where would you take me? How would you show
3: me a good time out there? My bedroom. <laughs> is, <open. laughs> is always <Good> answer. open, <laughs> but <laughs> for business twenty four seven. Exactly, exactly. But after that, um we have. I mean, we have maybe like uh, in the neighborhood in Capitol Hill, there are like five, six different gay bars. Um I'm becoming more and more of a fan. Uh, like when I was younger, I went out to the like the the top forty dance places with the younger crowd, and now I kind of go more towards like the queer weird. Punk, like just all kinds of like more variety, I think, of people. So there's a place called Pony, um, that's queer, has a mixture for people. Uh there's a place called Queer Bar that uh was a little bit contentious because of the name and using the word queer. Um, oh, right, yes. And then there's Mad Pub, which is the sports bar, gay sports Fun. bar
2: and then there's always the shirtless barista cafe. Oh yeah,
3: and there's like an eagle there, of course. Oh, nice. Okay, that seems up up your alley. One thing I will say:
4: Seattle's gay scene and neighborhood are are large enough that that there's niches are being served. So whenever somebody comes to town, I ask them like, Hey, what are you into? What's your scene like? That's you. What do you what do you what do you prefer? Right, and and we will likely have an answer for whatever it is that you come up with as your as your desire. So, um, yeah, it would depend on, you know, what's your fancy.
2: Um, Kyle and Mike, so fun to talk to you guys. Uh, you, the gayish podcast, you can get on all platforms, correct?
4: Yep.
3: Everything.
2: Yep. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Google play. play. Yeah. And, and how can people follow you?
4: We are at gayish podcast on all of the social media stuff. So Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, uh youtube we're also our website is gayishpodcast.com it has all of our stuff um you can get all of our episodes
2: there too
3: and you're gonna be on one of our episodes in a couple of weeks I am. So, i'm super
2: excited to guest on your guys' yeah, show yeah yeah cool.
3: so if everyone wants uh an episode to listen to that's a great starting point because they you know, love you
2: it's a lot of fun the Gayish podcast thanks so much guys this was a lot of fun Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It was great. So much fun talking to those guys over at the Gay-ish Podcast. I will be guesting on their show this Sunday. Check that out. And go to our website, TagsPodcast.com, to keep up with all things. You can get our social media. You can have a link to our Patreon page, where you support us with extra special sexy perks. There's even a link to Blue Chew. If you haven't done that already... Find that as well It's TagsPodcast.com And if you're in New York, don't forget Saturday, October 26th, we're shooting our TV pilot We'd love to have you in our studio audience It's TagsPodcast.com And in the meantime, continue having or start having hot gay sex
0: Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So Swing for the Fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.